Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My name is Nick Clark, and this is my wife, Katie Clark. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and SUP, based out of Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the inspiring people and the inspiring stories that are meant to help you connect to your center so you can live a more purposeful and passionate life. And we teach yoga for a living. That's what you and I do. And today we're going to talk about how people get injured in yoga. Yes. And we've been teaching for a long time (laughs) and practicing for a long time. So, and we've done a lot of training. So we have some experience and we have some knowledge here. Yeah, we've seen about all. And not that everything that we're going to say here is the way or right or wrong or whatever, but um, yeah, just a little insight. So first of all, um, I think when you're speaking about, well, first of all, in terms of yoga injury, I think it's important to distinguish the difference between like if you're new to yoga and you're, you, or maybe like even new to exercise um, or consistent exercise, the difference between the sensations and soreness that you might have from using muscles that you haven't used and you're building strength. Um, and then like actual injury, which is sharp pain, um, you know, biofeedback from your body saying like this, is not right. This doesn't feel good. And then the other thing I think it's important to say initially at the beginning here is that a lot of yoga injuries are something that happens over time from doing the same movements um, in a way that doesn't work for your body. So it's a progression, I think, mostly. Right. Like a little alignment adjustment goes a long way yeah and common ones are wrists shoulders those are i think the two most common that i get asked about yeah i've been asked about and a lot of times people come into yoga with back injuries but also Mm -hmm. people can injure their back in yoga too you can injure any part of your body in yoga but i think those are probably yeah so back shoulder wrist are probably the most common things that people talk about in terms of injury um so what do you have to say about all that i just think that a main reason why people get injured is that they don't take the time to learn the practice before pushing themselves in the practice they typically from what i've seen is that people will come and they'll sign up for an introductory offer at a studio and they push themselves way too hard without really understanding how to align their body without understanding how to breathe and they don't take the time to slow down and really move at their own pace right if you move from your own pace and you move from where you are whether that be a beginner or someone who's more advanced then you're moving from exactly where you're supposed to be but if you're moving at a pace that someone who's been coming for two or three years is moving at and your body's not ready for it and prepare for it, then ultimately what can happen is you can injure yourself. So I'm always a big fan of people signing up for 
beginner series programs for 40 days to personal revolution programs for the awaken training program as beginners because it really helps them set up a strong foundation and understanding alignment understanding how to breathe how to use their eyes how to activate their muscles how to move their body um, and how to stay present and aware so that they can make shifts in their practice as they go without just trying to struggle through it all the time but more with the perspective of taking care of themselves for the long term yeah like having it in your mind that yoga is a lifelong practice it's not you know it's a lifestyle kind of um because a lot of the things that you do on your yoga mat can translate off the mat and create some really big transformation if you're sticking with it for the long haul and that's the hope and what comes to mind when you say that is just a really simple pose that i think people often think they have to do right away um that's a happens a lot in our practice is upward dog and people seeing other people do upward dog and there are other options like cobra pose or just skipping the upward dog and going to downward dog um doing upward dog incorrectly and i say incorrectly in the sense of alignment um like there's every person's body is different so it's not going to look the same in people's bodies but just having not having the proper alignment and doing upward dog a lot over even just that 30 day initial period, you could really cause injury in your wrists or shoulders or back. That pose actually you could injure yourself in any one of those three that we mentioned at the beginning. Um, and so, yeah, that's just what comes to mind for me when you say that. And I think it's important to understand at least in the type of yoga practice that we teach that it's it's more it's based on how it feels like you shouldn't be looking around at other people and trying to match what they're doing so much as feeling in your body does that feel okay and then if it doesn't you know even just asking the teacher after class like what is something else that i can do for upward dog and the teacher would take the time to show you cobra or um just explain to you that you can just skip upward dog if that doesn't work for you so that's just one example that comes to mind and what you're saying um i think my two main things in terms of injury are um well the first one is hands and feet so in our practice that we teach the baptiste yoga practice we teach the five pillars. So Nick already mentioned gaze. He's talked about using your eyes properly and then breath. The third pillar is foundation and that has to do with your hands, feet, and core. And if your hands and feet aren't active, then your core is not. So what happens and what I see so much when I'm teaching um, is people's hands and feet just loose. And so I think, um, it's really important to understand the importance of your hands, your feet, and your core being engaged in all of your poses in terms of protecting your body. Um, and then the second piece of that is, which kind of ties into this, but it's a little bit different, is just body engagement, body integration. So um, aside from just your hands, feet, and core being active in your poses, you want to have like your whole body engaged. And we do talk about keeping softness in your joints, but in terms of like muscular action, you want to be engaging your muscles, pull your muscles to your bones. And those are the kinds of actions that can 
really help protect your body and prevent injury. The thing that you just said about muscular action, mm-hmm. right? With that, so there's the there's anatomical anatomical alignment, which is your alignment of your bones, and we work on in our bigger programs and even in our you know hour long classes, we work on teaching what's called true north alignment. True north alignment is learning how to make little adjustments through your body using your bones to bring your bones into a place where your body is working in the most efficient way possible. Yeah, it's like yeah. optimal alignment. Optimal alignment, yeah, true north alignment. And that's but more with the movement of bones. And then what you're speaking to is um, more muscular alignment. So muscular alignment allows you to hold that those bones into place so you create the adjustments with the bones to bring yourself into optimal alignment and then you use your hands your feet and core as a way to hold those bones into place so that when you're moving through your practice you can protect yourself and all the different moves and you can know what your limitations are so that you can back off or so you can push forward a little bit more yeah 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 and turn of alignment is so amazing there's Gosh, I think 16. I don't know. Practices um, starting from the feet going all the way up the body. But true north alignment, like one little shift, I, I think of one that really has helped me and one that I think has helped a lot of folks is um, has to do with the pelvis. And so many people having their pelvis um, like untucked, if you will. So the cue that we use is lift the front of your pelvis up towards your belly button. And if you don't do that, like if you're not lifting the front of your pelvis up to your belly button, that can create back pain from yoga. And in fact, just we have someone in our awaken training who like quit doing yoga for many years because of back pain and um, just signed up for our training. It's great to see her again, but she did comment that just that one little movement of lift the front of your pelvis up her yoga practice feels totally different um, and she's not having that back pain. And so it's just, it's like, they're very subtle things um, and it does take work. You have to constantly move your body. It's like, I call it always like a little dance. You're like, you shift one thing and then something else goes out of alignment and then you shift another thing. And But you're constantly doing this dance to get your body into alignment. But when you do that, over and over you learn it and it becomes kind of like muscle memory in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, that's when, going back to what you said at the beginning, that's when you can start to expand your practice, expand your poses, look for those more challenging things because you have that alignment in place, you have that foundation, and then your body, um, you have body awareness. So then you know, like if you do try something and it doesn't work, you're like, oh, not not ready for that yet. And you, But you know that versus like forcing it, struggling through it, trying to do it just because you see someone else doing it in the classroom, so... Yeah. I feel like an overlying theme here is consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency is, can be detrimental if you're consistently doing an activity like yoga out of alignment, mm-hmm. then you're going to create that uh, habitual movement that ultimately could lead, lead to a injury. Or if you're consistently working on creating proper alignment, then over time, sticking with your practice and coming week in and week out, 
you actually create an alignment that helps you get more back to a place where you were when you were born, when you weren't out of alignment, when you didn't have like all the different experiences that impact your body or um, the different injuries that you had up to this point in your life. You know? So consistency is incredibly important um, on a micro level like that, but then on a, a bigger level, it's another way where that people get injured doing yoga is not being consistent enough in it. Yeah. You know, different than any other sport, right? If you just show up once a week or once a month and you push really, really hard and then you don't come back for another week or another month and you do it again, then your body is not in the rhythm. You can actually really hurt yourself by not being consistent. Yeah, and it's like that in life too. Like, you yeah. know, we can translate anything that we talk about on the yoga mat into life, but you know, I think being inconsistent in anything in life can cause problems. So it's really important to look at your habits. It's really important to look at, you know, what habits do you want? What are healthy habits? What are habits that make you feel good? What habits are things that make you feel not good? Things that are detrimental to your health, things that are causing you to be tired, causing you to have no energy, all that type of stuff, and really look at your life and make those shifts. But definitely being consistent in your yoga practice, whether it's twice a week consistently or four times a week consistently, um, whatever that number is per week, but that you're consistent with it and then consistent in the other areas of your life. I think that's what makes the biggest difference in trying to have these shifts happen. The yep. positive shifts that we want to have happen. Yeah, and also people got to get out of their own way too and not, you know, I, I don't know if you want, I would use the word ego, but it is kind of like let go of your ego or letting go of you thinking that it, you need to be doing it a certain way, like letting go of that kind of stuff and just allow yourself to be a beginner. You know, and allow like your, all the time. All the time. And yeah. Not, yeah, everywhere in life, everywhere. It's so important. I was just in the um, archery store the other day. And when I walked in, it was similar to when I first started fishing. I walked in and I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. And it, the, my initial feeling was kind of like out of place. Like, oh, I wonder if these people can just tell by the way that I walked in here that I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't know what I'm doing, right? And um, then the man that was helping me look at some different things, he was like, you know, uh, are you new to this? Like he could probably just tell that I was like, didn't know much about the sport. And um, it just made me feel really comfortable. And then he started asking me questions and I started asking him questions and it created a dialogue that actually is going to help me improve in that sport and understanding of that sport. And it's the same with yoga or anything. It, you have to be willing to, to just go in, be a beginner, ask questions look around, observe what other people are doing, look at the different programs that are offered so that you, if you really want to do something and you really want to do it long-term, that you invest in it and you put yourself in it, um, not in a half-assed way, but in a full-fledged way so that you can actually learn it and protect your body and um, do it for a long time. And then ultimately what you'll do is you'll get the maximum benefits of yoga, but I, which are true as like the mental benefits and the clarity and the peace of mind and those things. Well, I think that happens right away, but I think it takes a while to be aware that it's happening. You have to stay consistent with it. I think anybody that leaves a yoga class feels that kind of like yoga, what do you call it? Like a yoga high, yoga buzz, whatever. It You feel good, okay? So, but you don't know why really, but then like the longer you do it, you kind of start to understand why. 
But um, the other thing I wanted to touch on based on what you said is just like, I think what it is, is like owning being new. Yeah. Like it's okay. And like, even if you've been practicing for two years, like being willing to be new still, like you don't know everything. I don't know everything. I've been practicing for like 15 years. I still am learning things when I was pregnant. I had to do my practice completely differently. And yeah. it was like such a day-to-day thing where some one day something would feel fine. The next day it wouldn't. Like I was frustrated initially with not being able to do how I perceive I should be doing things. But when I own just, okay, it's just showing up what is available for me today and doing it that way, then I was able to really feel good. And I think it's like that for anybody because your body changes so much day to day. And through the course of your life, especially if the practice is lifelong for you, it's going to be completely different when you're in your 30s than when you're in your 60s. So I think just owning where you are, like you even said at the beginning, just like being where you are, being willing to do that, not worrying about it looking a certain way. And um, ultimately, if you have that foundation that we talked about earlier, you'll be set. Yep. I've also found... And I think it's a good thing for us to talk about on this show too, that it's, it can be extremely challenging to get back into yoga or into any activity if you fall out of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it can seem so challenging, maybe like a mental block for people or they're afraid of what I think their it's body like can people know do. it's going to be hard. Like, I mean, it, to me, the yoga practice is always challenging, but if I haven't done it in a while, it's like that first one, it's like ripping the bandaid off. Right. It's like a little bit extra hard because you haven't done it. Um, so I think that's what I think it is. It's a mental thing of like, oh, it's going to be so hard. And then you just keep like pushing it off, pushing it off. And it's just going to be harder and harder the longer you wait. So how do people get over that stump and get back into a practice if they've fallen out of it? I think, well, it's like, Recently, I got back into lifting weights. So doing weightlifting. I hadn't done weightlifting in a long time. So, um, and mentally I was like, oh, it's going to be hard. I'm going to be sore. So I just started off with really low weights. And like, I was a little bit sore, but I just started off slow. And I think it's the same thing that we were just talking about. It's like, show up. You don't have to go full out. And in fact, if you do go full out, like, push yourself so hard you might hurt yourself because you haven't done it in a while um but it also just might make you feel oh my gosh that was so hard I'm so sore you don't want to go back right away mm-hmm. I think like going in and being willing to do as best you can but like be okay with it not being the same as it was maybe before don't go so far that it becomes so challenging that you don't want to do it again I think that's, I mean, that's what it is for me. It's like baby steps, you know, start, go, just go and do modifications or just, you know, like take rest if you need to, that kind of thing. And then just keep coming back and keep coming back and then it'll just build back up. Yeah. It doesn't take too long. No, it doesn't yeah. take too long. It feels so good when you get back into a rhythm. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anything else on that? I don't have anything. No. Okay. So uh, our challenge to you is to get consistent in your yoga practice get consistent in doing little practices of getting into alignment get consistent coming to the studio or doing your 
online yoga or yoga wherever you are um, um, more frequently and consistently from week to week. And we're excited to hear how that is changing your life. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can drop a comment in the comments below and tell us, us if you like Nick's outfit combo. I was teasing him. <laughs> and if you're if you're watching <laughs> or if you're listening to the audio, then you don't get to see my combo. Although I am wearing a pink hat and a green shirt that I love. It's like neon <clears throat> yellow green. It's not green. No, you're right. It's neon. Yeah, green. yellow. <laughs> yeah anyway okay this is a swag that i really like that we had for a long time in new balance but we don't have them anymore we have they to, got rid of this shirt we're gonna have to find them okay let's so that i don't have neon green anyway hey y'all thanks for listening to play hard and love big radio the official podcast of spotted dog yoga and sup based out of Folsom, California, and available anywhere through our online programs. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Play hard and love big radios dedicated to bringing you the inspirational people and stories that help you connect to your centers so that you can live a more purposeful and passionate life. Check us out on YouTube at Spotted Dog Yoga. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the alert button so that you know when we put up these episodes for your viewing pleasure and continue listening and sharing <laughs> these podcasts with people that you think it, that will make a difference for. We really appreciate that you share these podcasts. Thanks everyone. Have a really great rest of your day. Namaste. Namaste.